Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. This is also the podcast where I, the dad, talk to two of my sons, Caleb and Luke, and those sons let me go an entire episode calling the main character of a TV series by the wrong name. Yes, I'm talking about last week, and yes, I'm talking about you, Caleb and Luke. How could you guys possibly let me call Percy Jackson, who we all know is named Perseus? How could I talk about him for an hour and call him Percival? How could you guys do that to me? You said it with enough confidence to convince me. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you were joking. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time? Yeah, the whole time I thought it was just a really long bit that you were doing. And I just let you do it. So then when I went back and listened to the episode, I was like, huh, he wasn't kidding. We have a full on like disclaimer before the rest of the episode. (laughs) I did. So I woke up the next morning. So we recorded that Monday night and we, and I woke up the next morning. I was going to put it together and put it out there for the world to, to enjoy. And my eyes literally opened at about 5.05 AM Pacific standard time or daylight time. I don't know what we're in 5.05 AM. And I thought my first thought in my brain that morning was Percy Jackson's name is not Percival. It's Perseus. What was I thinking last night? So now I come to find out that you, Caleb, you knew I was wrong, and that makes it even worse. And Luke, at least I was convinced myself, and then you were convinced by my being convinced of being wrong, right? So I feel a little bit better about that, but I still... The, maybe we should make a shirt, the Colby cast, and have it say, like, Percy Jackson's name is Percival or something. Or we just... Actually, I'm just going to talk to Mr. Podcast whoever he is. I still have not found out exactly (laughs) who he is and just have them put like a big old asterisk or disclaimer next to uh, the podcast header because we just spread misinformation. Percival, not Perseus Jackson. Speaking of Percival Jackson, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I very adamantly asked um, Rick Reardon for something at the end of that episode and uh, I got it. Like literally, I don't know, it was a couple days later and the next day, a couple to within hours, I think. Uh, I get a very enthusiastic text message from our good friend Dan Zare, followed up by a direct message on Instagram from our other good friend, Ross Holoban, telling me that Percy Jackson season two was greenlit. And we'll get to more news down the road. But yeah, that was announced by Bob Iger, Mr. Disney himself. Uh, that Percy Jackson season two has been green lit. So there's our first piece of news, boys. What do you think? Percy Jackson season two. I'm all for it. We talked a lot about it uh, in the last episode, saying that they've set it up really well for the next book, the next season, however they want to continue to frame that. I think it's going to be really awesome. I think we'll see natural growth of the characters however they decide to play them. And I'm excited because, like I said, like the first book wasn't even my favorite book. I'm excited to see what they do with this next uh, this next season and how closely they keep it with uh, the second Percy Jackson book. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be good. Um, I wonder how drastically they plan on changing the tone season to season, because I don't think you can keep the same tone in a story where the character's constantly getting older and bigger and stronger and things yeah. are getting more intense. So I'm interested to see how they handle that, but I'm excited. Yeah, me too. There's so much storytelling potential in this in this franchise because of these big, this wonderful world that Rick Reardon um, built for us through these books. So, yeah, we're excited. More Percy Jackson. The one thing that I hope that they are able to do a little bit better at than Stranger Things is hopefully finish the five season story arc without them like graduating from college and entering into adulthood, uh, like turning 30. <laughs> because, um, Stranger Things season five is going to have very drastically different looking people because <laughs> yeah. they're still, they're filming it right now. So it, it's hard to do with kids, right? So. Yeah. Next thing you know, there's going to be the kids of the Stranger Things cast playing their former roles instead of themselves. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so, you know what happened recently was the Super Bowl. And I have this idea in my head. You heard, you guys have heard me uh, mention this around the house probably pretty frequently. But I'm going to share it with everybody out there. My idea here is that sports, professional sports, is not as much about competition as it is about storytelling. Like I think that this, the beginning of the NFL season or the NBA season, MLB, NHL, you fill in the blank, is like the, se- the beginning of a TV series and you, we're being told a story from the beginning through the middle and the end. And it all culminates here in this last, like a championship. Um, I feel like sports was the very first reality TV show ever. And I feel like the story Super Bowl is sort of like the king of it all, right? That's the most watched sporting event year after year after year. It's a pop culture phenomenon. People watch it for the commercials. Now movie trailers are a big part of it. That's where we come in, right? Even though I still feel like sports is a story, and we could sit here and talk about sports every week through that lens. How, what story is it telling? The Super Bowl is sort of like this big phenomenon, we didn't talk about it last year, even though we were around during the Super Bowl, but I thought it would be cool to talk about it because it does have this pop culture element to it. Not only the commercials and movie trailers, but also the halftime show. Uh, and then, of course, the big game. So first and foremost, you guys are football fans, NFL fans. I think this past season, us as a household has become have become probably uh, more of more football fan we have watched more football over the past season than previous seasons and had a lot to do with Luke. You sprung for red zone and red zone is a genius thing that the NFL puts out where you can sit there and watch two, three games at a time. And that was an immensely entertaining. Uh, so what did you guys think about the Super Bowl? Uh, first of all, who are you rooting for and how did you like the game itself? I was rooting for aliens to invade and the game be canceled so that neither team could win. And um, I thought the game was awful because one of the teams won and I wanted them to both lose. (laughs) I had the pleasure of sitting in the same room watching you watch this game. And that was an experience and a half. So, Caleb, who were you rooting for and what did you think about the game? I was rooting for uh, 
the United States of America and democracy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was rooting for um, Taylor Swift, actually. You you weren't rooting for the team. You were just rooting for the person of Taylor Swift. No, I was just hoping they would put her on the screen as much as possible. <laughs> well, you won. <laughs> yeah, you know they put her on screen for four, 54 seconds. Of the four-hour telecast, she was on screen for 54 seconds? Yeah. Isn't that absolutely insane? I say rolling my eyes. Yeah, it's 54 seconds too much. <laughs> okay, listen. For I knew this was this moment was going to come and and I've been I've been ready. There will be no disparaging of Miss Swift on our podcast. She's a wonderful person. She's a very talented artist. Yeah, I I'm not saying anything bad. I this is a family-friendly podcast, so I can't say the stuff I want to say, so I won't say anything. <laughs> I I'm I think she's awesome. She's cool. I think it's sort of fun like the whole phenomenon. It's nothing new. This really isn't anything new. She is the current biggest pop star in the world, and she's dating one of the players. I mean, there's been other crossing of streams with like entertainment and sports in the past. It's just the most um, recent iteration. I will say this, though. The one thing I will take Miss Swift to task on is why couldn't she have started dating an NFL, an NHL player? The NFL does not need help with their publicity. Like they've because got that down. We need the focus on in on the NHL to get that in the nightly news. So hockey players are good dudes. Like if it doesn't work out with Kelsey, you know, maybe she should, I don't know, just watch some hockey and, you know, I will pick up badminton. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. They, can you imagine? Anyway, we, we won't, we won't talk too much about uh, she, She's awesome. Uh, I thought the game was terribly boring, but you didn't tell me who you were rooting for, Caleb. You said you were rooting for Taylor Swift. Was that really true? So because I'm more of a passive football fan and not like a full-on fanatic, I don't necessarily think I have a team. When people ask me like through high school or whatever, I would always just say whether it was the Rams when they finally moved back or I just I'm not necessarily a fan of one specific team. I'm a fan of the athletes. I'm a fan of Mm. the guys like I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan because of what he's done on the agency side, just representing himself, going from like what he thought would be at like the top of the draft to where he fell and like showing like what he was really about and being able to play at the top of his level with no distractions, making sure he's like he's a pro's pro. And I feel like that's a cliche, but I feel like it's a good one. Um I think as a player, Tom Brady, there's like a bunch of the amazing quarterbacks who do unhumanly things. Like if you and I tried to do that, like mm. we're going to the hospital, like we tore a rotator cuff or something like that's just not happening. So I'm mm. I'm a big, uh, what's his name? Patty Mahomes fan. I haven't been a fan of his other like dramatic antics off the field and being a little bit of a sore loser and all the stuff like that. But I understand that emotion gets to you and, and high adrenaline situations. But I think between the two teams, I was pulling definitely more for uh, Kansas city. And it's just hard to root against someone as good at their position as Patrick Mahomes is. And like, like I said, I'm not uh, in the weeds like I am in terms of hockey with other sports, like, like uh, American football, um, so I was just more enjoying the game and 
I I didn't think the game was terrible. I definitely think like I enjoy baseball because it's a full on chess match until it isn't. There's different strategies and all those different things. And you saw that in like the first half of the Super Bowl, like the Niners like had all of the the numbers. They were definitely like making sure they shut down all of the the strategic things that Kansas City was trying to do on offense. And then that all went away in the second half. But when the tough really started to to show itself, it got entertaining toward the end. Look at Caleb bringing the sports analysis. Love that. Yeah, that's a lot better than I can say. I checked out after the Deadpool trailer. I mean, <laughs> I'm a you're casual football me, fan. Huh? You're telling me you didn't just sit pins and needles waiting for Usher? We'll get to Usher. We'll get to I was looking forward to Usher in the halftime show. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm a casual football fan, so I want to see like people diving for catch and catches and and fumbles and and interceptions and there wasn't enough of that stuff and then i want to see like hail marys and like the icky shuffle and then i want to see like i want to see them performing like the super bowl shuffle and um from the chicago uh bears days uh so this was probably just too much too too much of a pure football game (laughs) for the casual fan in me uh but it did get interesting at the end and um uh i believe it was uh Mr. Mahomes and his family will be going to Disneyland, according to the commercial. So that's always fun. Uh, halftime show, Usher, you mentioned it. I was looking forward to it. Usher's a cool, really cool guy. He's a great performer. He's a big hit machine. You know, he's a huge star. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by it. I just thought that the the vibe of the show was just a little bit too mellow for like the arena that he was in. The last The last five minutes of it, where they were um, performing, you know, that big hit, you know, with Ludacris and all those guys when they came out. Uh, that was my favorite part of it because I thought that was the energy I was looking for for the whole for the whole show. Uh, but I felt like too much of it was just sort of like, I want to watch this, but not on the Super Bowl. This is a great performance, but I want to just sort of like sit and vibe to it in my living room, not watching them on a football field doing that. What did you guys think about his performance? I agree. I think it was a good performance, but it wasn't Super Bowl halftime legendary performance. Um, I think Alicia Keys was good, and that was kind of random. Um, well, and then she was only uh, on it for like she sang part of that one. You know, I'm a big fan of Alicia Keys, and Usher went and did a little duet quick with her, but like then that was it. Like that was just her, her. Here's your thirty seconds, and then we're moving on. That's what I mean about her being or it being random, and there is a a musician named her, and she was the one playing the guitar, and I didn't even recognize her, um, and she just came in, did a little guitar solo, and then left, and then people in roller skates came out, and that was that. I also enjoyed that part too. She's an incredible guitarist, and I would have liked to have seen more of her. Get it? See that? See what I did? But um. Yes. Nice. With that pun, I am even more disappointed that you didn't have a pun ready for like ushering in this the halftime <laughs> show talk or something like that. That's good. Um, yeah, uh, we can. Well, I'm just gonna go back re-record the whole thing. Okay, good. Add another disclaimer saying that this was not edited at all. <laughs> this is not. This is not edited at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. I read an interesting article 
I think it was early last week, just talking about how the halftime show performers don't make a penny. Like the NFL doesn't cut them a check in any way, shape, or form. But they do, however, cover all the cost of like the actual stage and everything else. The NFL covers the tab in that regard. And I think that's really cool. But it also broke down the numbers for like the last 10 um, performers and how much money they've made after the fact in terms of revenue, streaming, all of that, and just publicity in general. And with that in my head, I think Usher's performance just ticked all those boxes. I want my fans to re-listen to all my old music. I want fans who don't necessarily think I'm very good to give me another try. I want new um, listeners to just binge all of my stuff just to get my streams up because they were just, it was almost like you gave, like imagine if we gave Ezra and Lucia like an MP3 player and they found the button to fast forward or to skip to the next song because as soon as you got going with one song, started to like vibe with it or whatever, the little child in the booth, (laughs) next one, next one, next one, next one. And he was just trying to get through all of it. And like, I love Alicia Keys. She's easily one of my favorite artists of all time. I I had uh, the opportunity to go to the Coldplay concert um, back in last year. I don't remember what time of the year it was, but they brought out her there too. And I wasn't a, like a big fan of hers before that, but she was just an amazing artist that like I started to listen to her after the Coldplay concert. So when I saw her start to do her, like guitar solo and stuff. I was like, oh my God, that's her. What is she doing here? And then that was it. That was yeah. sort of just like in a nutshell how I felt about the whole show. He is yeah. obviously tremendously talented, um, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would have been, but it's not as good as I hoped it would be. I like it. That's a good uh, a good way to, to round that off. Um I got some serious Prince vibes from her on that guitar. It was just sick, sick. Now uh, she yeah, is good. so talented. She plays like six different instru- instruments. And if I'm wrong, no, I'm not. But I saw her play bass, uh, guitar, piano, and one other instrument just within like her 30 minute segment during the Coldplay concert. And she was fantastic at all of them. Wow. Cool. All right. Well, let's. Um usher ourselves out of the halftime show talk there it is right well all credit goes to you because i just i just took that pass and buried it top shelf You'll where have the mama hides the cookies you got it uh so let's get to what we really want what i really want to talk about uh when it comes to the Super Bowl, and that's movie trailers. Uh, we had talked about it in a couple of weeks ago on an episode that there were rumors that the dead, uh, there would be a Deadpool trailer. I found it very interesting this year on the Super Bowl, more than others, uh, maybe I just didn't pay attention to previous Super Bowls, but the movie companies have gotten smart. They buy 30 seconds, and they give you a teaser, and then they tell you, full trailer is now online. <laughs> so they don't have to buy a full two and or two and a half minutes worth of Super Bowl cash because it, that would cost a small fortune. Uh, they just give you the 30 seconds and say, hey, go online and watch the, the trailer now, which is exactly what I did. And the very first one that, that was up was Deadpool and Wolverine, which is now the official title, Deadpool and Wolverine, not Deadpool 3. Um, I was... Very pleased with this trailer. It 
I thought it was very funny. I have no idea what the movie's about. I know that it's going to come with high stakes. There's some very memorable lines. I mean, they're coming right out the gate, making sure everybody knows this is not a this this is going to be a rated R Deadpool movie. He's making very mature jokes throughout the whole thing. Uh, and of course, the action looks great. Ryan Reynolds looks on point. They teased Wolverine, but they didn't really show him in his full Wolverine-iness. Uh, and I'm just excited. I got to tell you, I think I have, I didn't realize this, but I think I have forgotten what it feels like to be really excited about a Marvel movie. I was going back in the, my my head thinking like, what are the most recent? I think the ones, the one that I was most excited to watch was probably Wakanda Forever. Um, but this is exciting. I, I'm really excited to see this movie and it has big ramifications. If we're to believe the trailer, uh, he, he literally says your little, what does it call it? Your little cinematic universe is never going to be the same. Yeah. And yeah, that's my take on it. I, this, this did everything it needed to do. It got me super excited for this movie and, is it July yet? Is it July 26th? I, will, I When do I buy tickets? So what did you guys think about the trailer? I'm a huge Deadpool guy. Um, I thought it was interesting. It's going to be, I'm really curious to see how they go about this movie. Um, it made me re- want to rewatch Deadpool 2 because I started getting flashbacks to all of Deadpool 2. And I couldn't remember what was real and what wasn't. So I have to uh, rewatch it to see like where he's at. Um, but to me, the first Deadpool movie is one of my favorite superhero movies ever. And yeah. um, I'm always excited to see more Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And I think Hugh Jackman being there is going to be great too. I just, I think it's going to be really hard to get him tied into stuff with like the TVA and all that. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I just, I hope that it feels more like a Deadpool movie than it does like a Marvel movie. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Um, because it has the the possibility of be, of being lost, right? And trying to be too, too much and to do too many things. But I will default back to Ryan Reynolds. And I think that, this character doesn't only mean a lot to like Marvel fans and Deadpool fans, but it means a lot to him personally. And he really is the reason that, that this even exists. He's the reason that the second Deadpool exists. And then he's certainly the reason that the first Deadpool exists. That was not going to be released by Fox. They shot that movie and Fox was going to shelve it. They were not going to put it out. And it wasn't until, I can't remember what year exactly it was, but it was during Comic-Con. It was the last day of Comic-Con, whatever year, that the trailer that ultimately came out for Deadpool got leaked online, quote unquote, got leaked online. And it created such a buzz that it changed the studio's mind and Fox released it. And then, of course, it became like the highest grossing rated R movie ever. I don't know if it still is, but it was at the time. And it was all Ryan Reynolds that did that. He was the one that wanted to get that shot. 
He got it shot. He was not happy with how Deadpool was treated in that god awful Wolverine's Origins movie. And this is his baby. So I'm I don't know. Now Deadpool 2, I think, had a few missteps. I'll give you that. I wasn't it wasn't as good as the first one. But I think I don't think he agrees to do this without him reaching a certain level of comfort. Right? So Caleb, what was your take on it? I don't think I could like mash better words together than you guys already have. Um, so I'll just ditto your um, opinions, but I will share the same thought of it doesn't feel like what we've gotten most recently from Marvel. I think it's a good change of pace. I think it's almost like a perfect little reset button, both with timing and the movie itself for the consumer, including ourselves, and like the bad taste in their mouth versus um, what they had come to expect after like the, what do they call it? The Infinity Stone Saga? Is that what they used to call it? <laughs> the Infinity Saga, yeah. There you go. Too many words. That sounds like us. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely want to watch again, see if they plopped any, any Easter eggs in there. But I'm hoping it'll just kick butt. Yeah, it looks like it will. It looks like it's going to have fantastic action. Uh, he does the whole John Wick, like, uh, you know, throwing the, you know, sliding that cartridge into his gun, like in midair and all this kind of stuff. Um, lots, lots of fun stuff. Uh, I, I was laughing a lot in that. Uh, were there any other uh, trailers that stood out to you? I've got a couple, but uh, what was there anything that stood out to you that wasn't on your radar or maybe was, but got you more excited or that came out of nowhere? A Quiet Place Day One looks really good. Um, those movies yeah, are really good, and a prequel will be really interesting because they don't give you much context as to like what those things are, where they came from, and um, I thought it was a, an incredibly well done trailer because I feel like I know exactly where everything's at in the in the movie before it even starts. Um, and I think even if you don't see the first or the second one, you'll still be able to enjoy this one. So I think that's a really well done trailer. Especially it being a prequel, right? You can sort of go into it, not knowing much uh, if they've done it right. I'm not sure if they'll have, you know, references to the first two. I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one and you told me that it's really good. So I do want to see that. Uh, but yeah, that, this one looks like a, not just a thriller, but almost like an action thriller almost like a predator type of movie. Um, yeah, it, it looks, looks quite, quite good. How about you, Caleb? Any, anything that jumped out to you that you hadn't previously seen? Honestly, I did not think I would ever need another quiet place movie, but both of the ones that are already released have done so well and complete transparency. I've only seen the first one, but heard that if I liked the first one, the second one would be like even better in my opinion or they said that it would be better to me, whatever. Um, so I didn't even think I needed it, but from the trailer, I was like, oh man, like let's let's get it going right now. I'll watch the second one as long as you promise to have the prequel ready to go right after I finish the second one, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but the other one that I saw and I was on like the complete opposite end of it, was the kingdom of the planet of the apes and i know nice. i disagree with you on it 
because no, I don't know if you're going to think it's nice because we have gone so far on the other side of it now that the monkeys are the humans now. Yeah. And although it's an interesting dynamic, the whole point of the kingdom of the planet of the apes was to have the opposite be as opposite as possible, not to just see it from a monkey's perspective, what we already saw <laughs> at the beginning of the, the, the series. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it's good. It's not monkeys. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Anthropologist. What? I'm just saying, if it's going (laughs) to happen and they're going to hear it, I want them to know that I'm on their side. So you're fact checking and helping correct Caleb with his monkey and apes, but you, but you let me call Percy Jackson Percival for an hour. (laughs) He didn't say it with enough confidence. I don't know what to tell you. So when they have um, Perseitis come out in the Apes movie as a monkey, then I (laughs) know that we are all right and all wrong. (laughs) Um, I also realized why I said Perseitis in um, the last episode. In uh, uh, what's what's, (laughs) I'm blanking on the name now. Um. Not the Simpsons, the ones I've been gawking over. Oh, for... Futurama. Futurama, thank you. I could only You're think welcome. of it at time. Yes, thank you. Um, there's a alien character who's the king of his his planet, and he always says, I'm Blur, the, the ruler of Omicron Perseitis 7 or 9 or whatever number it is. <laughs> I don't even like know what's happening right my now. Head. I don't know what's happening. Are you, are, are you okay? Do we need to... Call the authorities here? Has someone hijacked your brain? No, because I said Perseitis right now, and that's why I said it in the last episode. So now we're I just... Total, I totally get it. Yeah, we're just clearing out all of our clo- skeletons in our closet. Um, but another movie that I have not seen that there's a adjacent sequel coming out is the Sonic movie where the internet bullied the studio <laughs> yeah. into changing the animation. And now they have a Knuckles movie. I've always thought Knuckles was a very interesting character. Never thought I'd need to see a movie about him. But if it was something that was playing on the TV when I sat down, I'd watch it. Listen, um, to your point, Super Mario better. Nintendo all the way. Down with Sega. I don't. <laughs> I do not recognize uh, Sonic, even though I think he was acquired by Nintendo at some point. Um, but the Knuckles movie is actually a series. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. It's a it's a episodic series. I think there's six or eight episodes. So not oh, a movie. Did I say movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, even better if they put it out week by week. I will not be watching it. Just so you know. No, you're just you're gonna binge that. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till it all comes up. I am excited about Wicked Part One. I love that musical. It's incredible. Uh, we'll see how it translates to the movie, but I'm excited to see it. It looks great. I like the casting of both Alphaba and um, uh, Glinda and also excited to see Jeff Goldblum as the wizard. (laughs) I mean, that's Jeff Goldblum as a wizard, right? They only show him a couple times. I have no clue. (laughs) Well, good. Well, as I mash some words together, maybe you guys can fact check me so that I don't have to record a, a, a disclaimer. But I think it's Jeff Goldblum as the wizard, and that's exciting because Jeff. Funnier Goldblum. if you did. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it looks great. 
and that's coming out in uh, November of this year. So uh, the other one that I'll mention. It is uh, Jeff Goldblum. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was just doubted myself in the middle I mean, of my words. Even if it wasn't, I wouldn't tell you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so wrong. I'm not going to Google. I'm looking at Jeff gonna, Goldblum right now. I need to he bring up the Google like machine. The, he is also like the new spokesperson for all commercials ever. Commercial he was everywhere. He was everywhere. The Fall Guy. I think the Fall Guy looks hilarious. I didn't even know really what I there used to be a TV show called The Fall Guy. It's about a stuntman, but I think there was like a crime solving element, an action show kind of thing. Uh don't quote me on this, but I think Lee Majors was in it. Uh I'm just talking to the older crowd right now because I know you guys don't know who Lee Majors is, but I think he was the fall guy. Ryan Gosling is now the fall guy and I think that the trailer looks hilarious. It looks super irreverent and it just it had me giggling. So it worked and it's coming out uh in early May. So uh, yeah, more Ryan Gosling is fine with me. I'm looking at the listed cast right now, and I don't see that person that you named. The Fall Guy? TV yeah. series? Uh, PG-13, 2024. No, that's the movie. I'm talking about oh. the TV. Well, the movie is coming out. With, that's what I'm talking about, the trailer of the movie that's coming out this year. But it's there was a TV series in the 80s oh, or something that I, I believe the star was Lee Majors, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. It was I, I really. Great. <laughs> yeah. This is the high quality podcasting that listeners of the Colby cast have come to expect. Absolutely. Um, there were a lot of trailers. We're not going to talk about all of them, but those were the those were my highlights and clearly your highlights. Were there any other ones before we move on to some? Some rapid fire news. Uh, all right, cool. There is there there was one more that I, I will mention. I think is sort of funny, and I'm not sure is needed. It's Twisters, which I think is a sequel to the '90s action film Twister, uh, which was pretty big in its time. And now we have Twisters. I don't know. It looks fun. One of those that you would want to see on the big screen because lots of stuff is going to get destroyed. Um, My loyalty lies with Sharknado, so I will not be participating (laughs) in the visual experience. All right. Uh, Oh, yeah, if, if, but we had already talked about if. We talked about if last week. Um, That one looks so good. I'm I'm really excited for that one. All right, so here's some news. This last week has been quite packed with news. Of course, there was a Disney uh, Disney earnings call that Bob Iger... uh, uh, took part in apparently he gave an oscar oscar worthy performance because disney stock shot up after the earnings call so that's good but that wasn't the only source of news there's just like a bunch of stuff that came out this past week and i wanted to sort of just rapid fire shoot it out at you guys see if you've heard it if you had great if you hadn't great but give me your reactions to this first and foremost really easy the last of us season two started filming today which is March, uh, Mo- Monday, not March. <laughs> At last of all, last I checked, there's no <laughs> name of a day called March. <laughs> Man, can Monday, I, can I, Monday, Monday, record, Monday. Off the record, can I borrow your time machine? No such thing as off the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so The Last of Us Season 2. So who knows, maybe early next year? I don't know, what do you think? Is there going to be a turnaround to get it filmed and everything done? And then have a like a January or February premiere for season two. Nope. So what do you think then? Summer, 
of 25? Nope. Early 26? No. <laughs> There's going to be another Nobody. pandemic. Stop it. <laughs> not funny. That is not funny. <laughs> anyway, so season season two of Last of Us has started. Um, I saw something. Do you guys know who Amy Pascal is? I know the Amy, name. Amy Pascal is like a Sony producer, and she's been involved in basically like every Spider-Man movie since, I think, Tobey Maguire. Um, again, don't quote me on that, but she's a big big deal when it comes to Spider-Man and she works for Sony. So she's a, like an, an executive producer for all the Spider-Verse movies. Somebody asked her recently if, when we can expect a Miles Morales live action film. And she said, not before we make two more Spider-Verse movies. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, I'm only aware of one more Spider-Verse movie. So then the author of the article um, clarified that beyond the Spider-Verse is one. And then Apparently, there's a Spider-Woman Spider-Verse movie coming out. I don't know if that means Gwen Stacy or what. I hadn't heard about a Spider-Woman Spider-Verse movie. I don't think they're talking about Madam Web because that's not a Spider-Verse movie from what I understand. Uh, do, do you guys know anything about a Spider-Woman movie? No idea. Maybe um, the pregnant one. Well, that, that would be sick. That would be sick because she was Spider-Woman, wasn't she? I don't know. I can't yeah. remember. Well, because I don't think of Spider-Gwen as Spider-Woman, right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, so my question now that you're th- saying that is, so is it going to be one of these existing characters from a Spider-Verse film that we've seen, like one that we saw in this last one? Yeah, for sure. How do you percent? Quote me on it. Okay. I'm, I'm putting that out there on the interwebs for you because Luke Mead says. Anyway, I thought it was interesting because we don't even have a, a, tri- uh, a um, what's it called? A release date yet for Beyond the Spider-Verse still in production. And they're going to make another one. And these films take like three years to make. So if you're looking forward to a Miles Morales uh, live action film, be patient. It's out there. Just not happening yet. Um, There's some Star Wars stuff. And here we go. First thing is Samuel Jackson did an interview where he said Mace Windu is not dead. And he wants to do a Mace Windu TV series. My question to you is, is Mace Windu dead? And if he is not, are you happy about that? And would you want to see a Mace Windu story with Samuel Jackson? If Sam Jackson says he's not dead, he's not dead. So, no, Mace Windu is not dead. And I would love to see some more Mace Windu. I am always on board for that. I don't know how they would do it. But however they do it, I'm in. Uh, Caleb, do you want to see a Mace Windu movie? Absolutely. What are you going to tell Sam Jackson? No. Like, no, I'm not. Wants... Yeah. I I'm think not. he's a cool character that we get to dive a little bit deeper into with uh, the Clone Wars. But like, that's barely scratching the surface. I think... I don't think there's anybody out there who's a real Star Wars fan that would be like, yeah, no, I'm good without more Mace Windu. I think there are people out there that don't want to see um, any any previous character that has supposedly died come back because they feel that that happens too often in Star Wars. Well, they're no fun. I agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, 
So if we're they, going on record saying the Colby cast is supportive of a Mace Windu project? Yes, put a stamp on it. Got it. I request that it is not a Disney Plus show. Give the mm. man a movie. He, he deserves a movie. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, Mandu and Grogu is going to start filming in June of 2024, and Bob Iger apparently uh, confirmed that that will be the next Star Wars movie. He also confirmed that there will be two. Well, later, I don't think he confirmed this, but later on that day, Disney updated their release schedule, like for the next two, three years. And they listed two Star Wars movies um, in 2026. So May and December. So the two that I'm understanding are furthest along in production is the Ray movie. Uh, with the new the new era of the Jedi and um, Mando and Grogu, uh, so I'm down for that. I'm happy about that. That's supposed to start filming in June. Um, you know, the, not necessarily anything you guys have to really chime in on, but that's a piece of news. Anything you got on that? I do have to jump in. You called it Mando and Grogu. Grogu, Mando and Grogu. <laughs> oh, come here, Mando and Grogu. Maybe so it was Grogu, cute. but you definitely said Mando. Mando. <laughs> That's a new character. Oh, cool. he's a he's a samurai Mandalorian, Mandu. <laughs> um, also, summer of 2024, there are reports saying the Acolyte is going to be released this summer. Uh, there hadn't been a lot of news on that. I don't know that that's official. Um, the Phantom Menace is coming to theaters for its 25th anniversary in May. So let me know when you guys are available because we got to go see that. Andor season two has finished filming and that's per diego luna so that's good news that's exciting um and childish gambino is out there talking about the lando movie he's making a lando calrissian movie and i quote he does this because he likes the characters his kids love star wars and he has creative control of this movie so childish gambino a star wars story Give it to me. Give it to me. Now. That guy could do anything. I would let him do open heart surgery on me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, by the way, we watched the first. I don't know if you guys have, have watched uh, any more of um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but I, I watched the first three episodes of that show. And no spoilers, but that that's phenomenal. I can't wait to finish watching the rest of that, that show. You haven't watched more? No, I haven't. Only three. Uh, I watched just those episodes with you and mom, uh, and yeah. they were very good. Very, very good. Feet Apparently, I don't know if it was before or if it's still going on or what, but Hi Hi, which is the agency in oh, right. uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Um, I guess, like I said, I don't know if it's before or after. I just saw it on the internet, but they were doing like the equivalent of like publicity stunts where they were sending <laughs> people here and doing different stuff and saying hi hi like they always do in the yeah. show but yeah if, if you find more on that you should check it out it's kind of cool i only saw That's like great two marketing of them. <laughs> yeah but again i don't know if it's something that was going on as they were leading up to the show or as they were releasing the show but either way i think it's very very smart the last piece of news that I have for you guys, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say, is another thing that came from the Bob Iger call, and he addressed Marvel, and he said that from this point on, um, 
he that the that Marvel and Disney and Marvel are going to be focusing on their stronger franchises and that they're going to be slowing the pace. And I bring this up because we have had discussions about Marvel. And one of the things that both of you have brought up is that that is probably something that they can benefit from is slowing the pace. So now you have the president, the, the, um, the guy in charge of all of it saying that they're going to do exactly that. So does that make you happy? React. Nobody can ever disagree with me again because he did what I said. So everybody else should too. Did you send Bob Iger a texty text and say, hey, hey, Bobby, why don't you slow down? Did you do that? And here's my Venmo. <laughs> Caleb? I think it's definitely for the best for them. I also personally appreciate it because as cool as it was to have just almost like a constant flow of Marvel projects going in and out of our daily lives. It definitely was showing its strain, whether it was just in the quality of the story or behind the scenes with all the complaints that there were unrealistic expectations for all the VFX people and Mm -hmm, all of that. So hopefully that just kills two birds with own stone, you know? So yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear it. I'm hoping that it'll it'll uh, reach its previous heights. Now that we're living in a post Phase Four world, and you guys remember Phase Four was like movies and all the streaming shows and everything that had started coming out after the pandemic, and has now continued into Phase Five. And I don't know that the results have been really drastically better. I think that they've been there's been an improvement, but I don't know that there's been. Uh, a drastic improvement on in phase five over phase four. But I think that we, I think that they, I think Marvel is really good at learning their lessons. And if this is the case, then I think that's a good idea because going back to, you know, phase three had like, I don't know, 12 or 14 movies or something. And everybody thought that that was a lot. Maybe that's a little bit more than what they actually had. But then now you add all these movies and all those streaming shows that they added. And it was just like this gargantuan amount of Marvel that everybody consumed. And I think they realized, Oh, well this may be not the best for storytelling in our universe. Um, and it, it's a good idea. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what that looks like going forward. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I have. Is there anything, any final thoughts, anything you guys like to shoot out there before we get head out? Nope. Watch um, avatar. The last airbender. Yes. I second that emotion. Caleb. True. I'm glad they finally listened to us. I'm glad they're... I, I would appreciate if they paid us for finally listening to our fantastic ideas and our always coherent conversations, but I think the the content improving is so much better. And that's not just for Marvel, just for everybody. Well, listen, I mean, I asked Rick Rudin for confirmation season two. We got that. You guys talked about Marvel slowing things down. We got that. So clearly we're the goose that lays the golden egg. So whatever you guys want, start talking about it, but just be careful because <laughs> that's powerful. That's powerful and scary. So Excellent. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Colby cast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, so for Caleb and for Luke, this is Colby reminding you that you have our thanks for listening to us mash words together. Bye. You can find the Colby cast on Twitter and Instagram at the Colby cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. 
Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do.